Hello and happy end of 2023 and for some of you probably the beginning of 2024. So here we are at the end of a pretty intense year. I was just sending an email to you guys. I hope you got it about how last year's um, 2023 book was about the movement of the people. And I didn't suspect when I was writing it actually in June of 2023, about 2020, uh, June 2022, about 2023, I was actually in Israel and maybe I was channeling something because I talked about the movement of the people. And here we are at the end of 2023 after as you can, as you probably know what happened in Gaza, and that million people were pushed away to the south and to the north and all over the place. And in Israel, a quarter of a million people had to leave their homes in the northern part of Israel and around Gaza. So definitely there is a lot of movement of people, of course, also what's happening with the southern border of the United States. But in general, it has been a very tough year and unfortunately 2024 continues the same trend so it's not like we can liberate ourselves um, pretty soon from this. So what I wanted to do today because I know that some of you guys are about to go and party hopefully some of you returning from your parties I guess if you're in Australia some of you are not going to party at all um, but it doesn't matter I don't know I mean it's just a year and of course we're going to talk about the week ahead, but what I wanted to do now, talk a little bit about 2024 and see the major trends that we have in 2024. First of all, the most important thing, we mentioned it here before, Pluto, the Lord of Transformation, the namesake of power, is moving from Capricorn into Aquarius. That's going to actually happen right now in January. January 20th, we're going to have Pluto moving into Aquarius, lead us all the way up until September 19th. Then it's going to move back into Capricorn for about two months, and at the end of November, move for 20 years into Aquarius. Last time it happened was the French Revolution, the Industrial Revolution, so we can expect quite a lot of revolutions, quite a lot of changes. And the idea is that Pluto power is moving from Capricorn into Aquarius. That transition will take time, of course. And power basically coming away or moving away from the more conservative past-oriented attitudes into the more futuristic one and to um, more about fraternity of humanity or equality, altruism. We're going to start feeling it already, but it's going to become very, very dominant very, very soon.
So this is a very interesting experience uh, of uh, Mercury retrograde. You know what? Actually, before we talk about 2024, we still have a few more days in Mercury retrograde, at least until January 3rd. I'll just give you an example of this Mercury retrograde. I rented a place in Tel Aviv, which is not that easy because a lot of the people that were uh, take driven out of basically uh, the, the, the kibbutzes around Gaza because of the atrocities that happened on October 7th and also the north because of Hezbollah's movement. Um, you can't hear me. I guess you can't hear me. Now you can hear me. Well, what I was telling nobody for a while is that it's very hard to get a place here in Tel Aviv. I'm here in Tel Aviv right now because a lot of the people that were evacuated from the south and from the north were coming here. So the hotels are full. And of course, there is hardly any Airbnbs available. So I got an Airbnb. And the minute I walked in, there was this terrible mold smell that I just couldn't handle it. I, I, I searched around. I found the mold so I can take pictures to Airbnb. And I was, thank the Lord, refunded. But within an hour, I had to find a new place to go to. And I have my big suitcase. And I also uh, got myself a little piano that I can play around while I'm in Tel Aviv and give it to my parents after. So I was walking in the street like a tent moving around. And I managed to get it. But here also, there is some kind of mold issue. So this is definitely a Mercury retrograde. I told you it's the last few days of Mercury retrograde. I thought about uh, um, how I was immune to it. But immunity, you know, you have to get shots every half a year, like in, in Corona. But anyway, the, the retrograde is going to be there until January 3rd. January 3rd, you will see in the week ahead, uh, that's going to get much easier and much better. What I was, what I was trying to say... 2024, we have a few things that we have to pay attention to. First of all, Pluto, the Lord of Power, transformation, moving from Capricorn to Aquarius. Every time Pluto moves a different sign, it shakes the boat, usually creates some kind of an issue with, uh, let's say, finance, uh, usually, or where the power base is. And it's moving from Capricorn, which is the past, into the future Aquarius. So all of us have to look into what we have learned and accumulated from 2008 bring it into Aquarius, which is going to lead us from this year, 2024, until 2044. So again, if you really want to know what happened last time, we talked about the French Revolution, the Industrial Revolution, the Constitution of America was, seen, was signed. There was a lot of transition and changes. And actually, I think I talked about it in the book, that if you go back 250 years, 250 years, 250 years, you get to the point that the temple in Jerusalem, the second one, was destroyed. And today I was actually reading um, a, an interesting book. It's called The Story of the Jews. If you're interested, it's really, really interesting. It goes back to 500 BCE when the Jews came back from Persia after the uh, exile of Babylon. And uh, we're talking about Ezra and Ahamia, if you, if you read in the Bible. Those were, that's the beginning of monotheism. And if you trace, it is also the time where Pluto was in Aquarius, the creation of a nation in a sense. And the interesting thing about it is that at that time, what happened is that they came up with that clever idea of being able to read the Bible or the Torah, basically, to people and enact it. It was a kind of an interesting invention of not only having books that you read, but books that you can act out, almost as if there was already books on tapes, in a sense. So Ezra, the writer, the communicator, was actually reading it, and the people responded. It was kind of a call. You remember uh, Freddie Mercury? in the Live Aid when he was basically interacting with the audience and he was 
chanting a certain kind of a, a melody and the audience returned it to him. He didn't even expect it. That similar thing happened already back then. So the stories became more alive. And again, that's another example of Pluto in Aquarius, the creation of people in a sense or creating of a nation. So right now, because Pluto is going to be for 20 years in Aquarius, we can expect new nations to form. I'm really hopeful, you know, being here in El, in Israel, that maybe it will be a Palestinian state and we can have finally two-state solution and some peace. Who knows? Maybe that's also in the stars, but it's in the next 20 years. Or maybe AI will decide that they want to have their own country. That's also possible, even if it's in cyberspace. Now, the idea is that Pluto moving from Capricorn into Aquarius is definitely a big shift, the same way that when Pluto moved from Sagittarius to Capricorn in 2008, we had the Great Recession. I don't know if it's necessarily so much economical because Jupiter is going to be in the first part of 2024 in Taurus, which talks about good energy with finance. It started in June, July. So it's definitely helping because uh, I think that against everybody's expectations, the recession didn't happen the way they expected it. Uh, of course, depends where you are in the world, but overall, but we're still not out of the woods because remember we talked about uh, the second thing that is happening this year is Jupiter moving from Taurus into Gemini in the end of May for a whole year. And Jupiter in Gemini is fallen, meaning that he's not happy and he can't help us that much. So again, unless you're a Gemini, you're going to, have a feeling that the second part of the year again starts sinking a little bit. The other thing that's happening is the North Node being in Aries, which is great for Aries, not so great for for Libras, the opposite sign, because the North Node is going to be hosted by the fire sign Aries and the South Node, the underwear of um, or the diaper of the dragon is going to be in Libra. So Libra is in charge of changing the diapers of the dragon while uh, Aries can ride the dragon forward. So again, what does it mean for you regardless of your sign? Wherever you have Aries in your chart, that's when you have the call to action, a movement forward, and a new form of identity is coming to you, even if you have it in your house of career or the house of relationship. And the whole concept is to learn about identity, to figure out what is your identity. The South Node in Libra just means that you have to let go of too much dependency, codependency, or fussing around other people or trying to make sure that everybody's going to be fine because nobody's going to be fine in 2024. So the attempt to do that is futile from the beginning. The other thing that's happening are the eclipses that related to the dragon. Again, end of March, beginning of April, end of September, beginning of October, just to pay attention. And then again, it's a big wave of energy. So if you know that you can, that you need to achieve something, that's going to be a great time to push forward uh, with that again in 2024. The other thing is the continuation of Saturn in Pisces. It's not terrible. It's just not that comfortable. Also, I think it also makes everything how it relates to messianic uh, concept. Because think about it. The dark side of Pisces is fanaticism. What is fanaticism? That uh, I know what God wants. And I'm the only one that knows God, what God wants. And if you just listen to me, I'll tell you what God wants. So every once in a while we have these idiots. But now everybody seems to be belonging to that party. So you have it in the United States. You have it in uh, Israel. You have it in uh, Gaza. You have it everywhere. You have it in the West Bank. You have it everywhere. And even if places that don't believe, like in China, they have their own uh, cult of Xi. You know, I don't know what's worth to believe, what worse, to believe in somebody that doesn't exist to tell you what to do or to believe in somebody that does exist uh, to tell you what to do. That's the messianic aspect, as if one person or one leader, um, it's a cult, basically. 
And that's the danger that we all experience when Saturn is in Pisces. So even in our own in personal life, we have to be a little bit careful of escapism, lack of boundaries, um, believing too much in something and not to be afraid to question. Uh, because Saturn in Pisces, basically the good aspect of it is that your intuition, your dreams, your gut feelings, all of those things could really, really grow and become um, very much connected. So meditations could get deeper and longer. Your dreams can be very, let's say, prophetic, even vivid or lucid. So that's great. If you always wanted to learn yoga or to do dance or Pilates, again, anything to do with movement can be very positive for the next um, year. But the Saturn in Pisces can bring about everything that has to do with addictions, lack of boundaries, uh, and, and figure out ways or see ways in which we are lack of boundaries. We're, we're losing boundaries. So again, just pay attention. That's the other thing that uh, 2024 is all about. So uh, let's first of all look at 2024, uh, I'm sorry, the next week, which is the first week of 2024, and see what is, um, according to the law of beginning, what's going on overall. Uh, the reason, again, why I call this year the once in a future year is, again, because of the concept of Pluto moving from Capricorn, the past, into the future, which is Aquarius. If we look at um, what's happening today, I mean, let's start to make, uh, to make it clear cut. Let's start from tomorrow. Actually, it's interesting. Right, right on Sunday, December 31. Yeah. Let's start with January 1st. So January 1st starts off with the moon in Virgo right on top of the black moon. And that's, again, uh, that's kind of unfortunate because we have Mercury stationary in Sagittarius. Mercury hates being in Sagittarius and he hates more than anything being stationary. Where is that? Yeah. Let's start with January 1st. Mercury is stationary in Sagittarius. Mercury does not like to be in Sagittarius. It's his sign of exile. And on top of everything, we're asking the messenger of the gods to stand still. That's something he despises. He doesn't like it. It's like asking a race car um, driver to stop. You know, okay, stop maybe to, to fuel or to do all of that, like quite, quite, quite fast, but it's not even stopping. But no, Mercury is stationary on the first day of uh, the year and the second day of the year. And maybe we need a little bit of a slowing down kind of energy with Mercury. But overall, we don't want to piss the messenger. You know, you say don't kill the messenger. I say don't piss the messenger because Mercury stationary in Sagittarius, his sign of uh, fall, a sign of exile is not the best thing to start the year off. That's why tomorrow and the day after, Monday, Tuesday, can be a little bit sluggish. Things can be a little bit off, but things are going to open up much more come January 3rd and Mercury goes direct. At least he's moving forward, even if it's in his sign of exile. A few week, a few days after, he's going to move into Capricorn and be much happier. So that's the first thing that's happening. Tomorrow, also on Monday, uh, January 1st, we also have the moon on top of the black moon. That's, again, not the easiest energy because you're talking about uh, the mixture of uh, Lilith, the, the, the mother of demons, on top of the moon, which is the mother, kind of mixing together the good mother with the bad mother. Usually, they're two separate people, two separate entities. Now, they're kind of mixed together. Good news about it is that the moon, the good moon, uh, the, the light moon, whatever you want to call it, is sending beautiful energy to the sun and very good energy to Jupiter. So even though the moon is on top of the black moon, 
it's still getting part of that or it's still enacting part of that triangle of protection. And maybe there's a reason why we start the year with a beautiful trine of protection. So the fact that we do start the year with that trine is really helpful. It's almost as if we can see the sacred mountain above us and there is something we can climb. There's something that we can uh, accomplish. Also, even though Mercury is not happy, he is getting good energy from the North Node and the South Node, which means that even though he's stationary, maybe he's reminding us of uh, things that we have from the past that can really help us, past lives, or things that we can actually learn from the future. So there is a link uh, on the first two days of uh, 2024 between the past and the future, which could, again, be very, very helpful. Now, the other thing that um, uh, we're having tomorrow on Monday, sorry, uh, January uh, January 1st, is Venus. Venus is in Sagittarius. She's going to be there for the next month. It does talk about favoring traveling or connection to foreign cultures and foreign traditions. Uh, people from foreign lands can really help you. It's just that Monday specifically, Venus is squaring Saturn. It's not the easiest with finance. It's not the easiest in relationships. So if your partner pisses you off, if you're coming off with a... Uh, waking up with a hangover and you don't remember really who is this person next to you, it's totally normal. You know, most likely it's not the right person, not a good person, especially with that moon on top of the black moon. So uh, say goodbye. But in general, you might feel a little bit off with some of your relationships, some of your partnerships in work, in life. So like I said, if there is a possibility to go back to work after January 3rd, that will be far better for all of us, you know. Moving forward, January 2nd, we have the moon in Virgo still. So the moon in Virgo is starting the year. The moon in Virgo is actually not too bad to get things done, especially during a Capricorn period, because we have a lot of Earth that, that helps us. We have Jupiter, Uranus, the moon, the sun, Pluto. All of them are in Earth signs. So we kind of have 50% of the chart in Earth, which is really good to get things done, especially in the beginning of the year. Again, with your New Year's resolution, better if you stay um, away from it until starting January 3rd. I recommend in the book January 11 to start the New Year resolution. You can think about it tonight or tomorrow or in the next week, but only start working on it after it goes direct. It's also interesting because I used to do this, um, uh, you remember the same thing I'm doing on Zoom. I used to do in uh, live Instagram, but I was punished for making fun on Hamas uh, from um, Meta. I guess you're not allowed to do that. So I was banned from uh, doing any kind of live Instagram until January 2nd, which is kind of interesting because January 2nd is the last day of Mercury stationary. So from January 3rd, when Mercury goes direct, I can actually start doing lives again. Until, unless I mention something bad about Hamas, I guess, next time, which will probably happen on January 3rd. But anyway, Mercury is stationary, but about to go direct on uh, Tuesday. We also have the moon sending amazing energy to Uranus. So that means brilliant ideas, a lot of insights, a lot of aha moments. So that's a good day that might tell you what kind of uh, resolution you have to work on or what kind of... Uh, a thing you should focus on for the next year so again hold on starting it but thinking about it getting insights about it could happen january 2nd the moon sending beautiful energy to uranus again uranus is the awakener the moon is all about home family nurturing gut feelings emotion because it's in virgo and away from the black moon already it's going to be much better for all of us and it's especially resolutions or ideas about your work health diet routine Insights about certain pains that you might be going through or certain physicality issues could actually uh, become much easier and much better. Uh, 
On January 3rd, we have the moon moving into Libra, the moon of peace, even though it's not going to be as peaceful because the moon in Libra doesn't like the sun in Capricorn. There's always drama, I told you. So there's a square between the moon and the sun. Even though January 3rd, Mercury is going direct with the moon squaring the sun, it's not the easiest. It does talk about some challenges that have to do between the mother-father energy not the easiest, but the moon in Libra traditionally is the two of swords. It is the moon of peace. You could connect much more to your breath to bring more peace. And uh, Mercury is going direct, which is great. So things that were stuck for the last three, four weeks, especially because the holidays, the new year, are starting to move forward. We're definitely starting to get much more online. The sun is starting to, this whole week, the sun is going to create a beautiful trine to Uranus. Again, the sun trining Uranus, innovation, new friendships, new connections, a little bit of a roller coaster, but not necessarily in a bad way. It could be actually pretty fun in a sense. And we have on January 4th, which is um, Thursday, Mars is going to move into Capricorn and is going to be in its sign of exaltation for a whole almost month and a half or so. That's actually great. Uh, Mars moving direct, uh, Mars moving into Capricorn right on um, January 4th, depends where you are in the world, but January 4th, 5th, sending um, a pretty strong positive energy also to uh, Jupiter because Jupiter is in the beginning of Taurus. Mars is going to be in the beginning of Taurus, uh, a Capricorn in the next, um, in the week. So again, some good energy that can get things done. Mars in Capricorn basically means that there is much stronger energy and clarity uh, for action, movement, um, everything that also has to do with your own passion and your own... It's almost like the soldier is under the direction of the general and things are going much better, especially because we are during Capricorn. Uh, January 5 is a Friday. We still have the moon on the border between Libra and Scorpio. Um, but it's going to move into Scorpio. So we have the weekend. The first weekend of the year is governed by the moon fallen in Scorpio. And it's going to be opposite to Jupiter. So just be careful not to overdo or try too much or push too many things at the same time. Just try to balance yourself again. But it's going to be a very feminine weekend because we have Mars in Capricorn, Sun in Capricorn, Pluto in Capricorn. That's all feminine. Saturn, Pisces, Neptune, Pisces, feminine. Jupiter and Uranus in Taurus, feminine. And the moon in Scorpio. So there's definitely a lot of going inward energy and the ability to build things, grow things, because we have the earth and water happening in that weekend. So that's going to be great. January 6th. We have Saturday, the moon is going to be on top of Minerva. A lot of ideas, a lot of um, connection to strategy. So if you need to brainstorm about uh, what, need, what kind of strategy you need or what kind of uh, um, path you need to take in the next year, that's actually going to work really, really well. Especially because you have Minerva, the goddess of wisdom, on top of the moon. Instinct about strategy, balance, uh, awareness, wisdom. While Mars, the god of war, is in Capricorn, which he loves to be, sending amazing energy to Jupiter, which is great because Jupiter is the giver of gifts, expansion, opportunities, positivity. And he's going to be also sending a great energy to Saturn, which solidifies things, crystallizes things. So you have great ideas. Those ideas can be manifested because Mars is in Capricorn for your next month and, a, and so, Mars and a, months and a, month and a half. And then you have your Capricorn energy that helps you have that direct line to success and recognition and abilities to manifest things while Saturn 
the giver of gift is sending or Saturn, sorry, sending kind of crystallizing energy to your plan. So definitely there's something positive happening for you. Saturday, Saturday is not usually a day that we work, but maybe you can dedicate some of Saturday to figure out things that have to do with your work, your career, and also health, because the moon is sending great energy to the sun. That's always good because it talks about a sextile, a door that opens up for much more clarity and healing. And then on Sunday, uh, we still have on January 7th, the moon in Scorpio, which is going to continue. The sun is going to, Mars is going to send even stronger energy to um, Jupiter, which is going to continue that path. So all of that is really good and really positive and going to continue. That, again, is part of that uh, flow, part of that energy. Um, so that's mainly what I wanted to talk to you about. Um, I told you there was a big uh, transition going on between the years, which is a pretty intense one. Um, Dia de los Magos. Yeah, so it's great if it's Dia de los Magos because there's definitely a lot of uh, magic happening. But what I wanted to leave now is any question that you might have for the next year uh, besides the fact that um, I was gone for a little bit. So I think that some of the uh, audio off, muted, muted, can't hear, audio off. Yes, you can hear. Good. So the story of the Jews. Yeah, a great book. I started reading it right now. I mean, if you're interested in that, that's a really good um, a book. Um, for all of you Aries, that's great. Um, any questions that you have? Uh, and the Epiphany, of course, is on uh, on the sixth. Yeah. So definitely, that's going to be a ninth Epiphany. Or Papa, you're going to get a lot of Epiphanies. Or yeah, I don't know if it's the same word, but yeah. Definitely. Any questions about next year? Uh, I know that we don't have um, recommended reading for 2024. I think I put it in the book. If you didn't get it from last year, uh, Why We Dream by Alice Robb, because it's all about dreaming, which is great. Um, navigating a time when no... Um, where is that? When no... You know, whenever the moon is in Virgo, which is actually now, like I told you, the first few year, three days of the year is a great time for no. So once a month for two and a half days, you have the ability to say no that is actually accepted. So that's that's really good. Um, any other? Yeah, if you got my book and you read it and you like it, please give a review. Uh, unfortunately, uh, or maybe fortunately, uh, what's their name? New York Post, if you know, it's a little bit more conservative or maybe not a little bit more. And they actually did some, uh, one of the reporters there, which is a really nice lady, did uh, something about my book and recommended my book about some people bought that book and saw over there uh, that some things that didn't really, they like, especially when I wrote about um, some of the dictators in America and other places. So they got really upset and got me really nice, uh, actually not nice reviews. So if you didn't review it, maybe you can offset the balance uh, of people who were pissed off. Oh my God, now I'm lost again. Yes, I know, I know. I feel for Mercury he has too much to focus on right now. Um, so yes, I think the mold is eating my internet um, connection. So I will part ways and I hope that you have an amazing 2024 and let all the negativity of 2023 stay in 2023. The mold, the lack of connection, the wars, uh, the um, terribleness of 2023. And I wish you all an amazing 2024. 
Uh, I hope that some of the recordings um, got somehow saved and I can send it over to you. And again, what I was uh, complaining about, uh, maybe that's why Mercury decided to shut up, is if you didn't um, um, give me a review on Amazon, please do so that we can offset some of the people that got pissed off by Pluto's transit from Capricorn to Aquarius. People get annoyed. I can understand. Happy New Year, and I wish you all a lot of love and happiness and health in the coming year. Thanks a lot. I see some familiar faces. Some of you are in the kitchen. Some of you are in your living room. Some of you are walking around. Thanks a lot. And again, happy, happy, amazing New Year.